0: Okay, welcome to a podcast, um, which is really um, all about Health Education England's Southwest Region Allied Health Professions. It's a series of mini-podcasts that's been created by the AHPs in each of those regions. And in fact, this group is actually the BSW uh, AHP faculty. And we're going to be speaking to them about Um, the way they've evolved a number of their skills and are using key speaker skills that we've been doing during this COG UK programme to enhance the way they express and explore what they do uh, as part of their work. They're all part of the AHP workforce uh, support and are doing various different jobs and we're also going to be doing some other uh, podcasts with uh, regional AHP repair project leads um, as well as um, AHP fellows. So an interesting and diverse group producing their podcasts. We hope you Find them interesting, and we've got a great group from BSW at the moment, which we'll introduce uh, individually in just a moment. So here we are. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, Scott? Give us a little little piece on you, just to say who you are.
1: Thanks, Robin. My name's Scott Buxton. I'm uh, Head of Therapies at the Royal United Hospitals in Bath and also Faculty Lead with Claire, who you'll hear from in a second. Um, And I'm uh, very passionate about the Faculty because I believe we can collaborate um, to achieve more than we can as our individual parts, and that's what the uh, Faculty is all about. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And uh,
0: who are we going to go with? Sue next?
2: Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Head Orthoptist at the Eye Clinic at Salisbury Hospital. Great to be uh, coming with the faculty, just working with a really range of AHPs, um, much wider group than I'd normally do in my day job when I rarely escape the eye clinic. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, and Claire.
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm
3: Claire. I'm an occupational therapist and usually work at Salisbury Hospital. And I too am joint AHP faculty lead with Scott, and it's been great to work with a diverse range of people with a lot of uh, joint enthusiasm and passion for making changes.
0: Okay, great stuff, Gemma.
3: Hi, I'm Gemma Collins. I'm Head of Nutrition and Dietetics
4: for Mental Health um, Trust, um, and I am also Workforce Development Lead within the AHP faculty working on international recruitment um, and just having a a great experience working with a range of AHPs and leadership in this role.
0: Great. You all sound very buzzed up, which is great to hear. Mary, let's hear from you.
4: Thanks, Robin. Hi, I'm Mary Harvey. I'm an
5: occupational therapist in adult social care in Wiltshire Council, usually when I'm not seconded to the faculty. Um, And one of the reasons I joined is because I'm really passionate about integrating health and social care, and I thought this was an opportunity to do that, as well as learning lots more about my AHP fellows.
0: Mm -hmm. So the learning has been important for all of you, I think. Is that fair? You're learning a lot and you're integrating a lot. And Esther, give us a little bit about you.
6: Hi, I'm Esther Webb. I'm a speech and language therapist Um, I took on this job with the AHP faculty at the same time as taking on a new job at Great Western Hospital in Swindon. So it's been quite complimentary because there's been lots of new clinical skills at Great Western and lots of leadership skills and networking here in this job.
0: Okay. and does anyone just to summarise their key motivations? what, What would you say is the key motivation? I mean, you've said a little bit of it, but to join the AHP faculty, what drove you into it? Who wants to start? Sue?
2: I think it's just a unique opportunity. I've been um, in the same role for about 20 years. um, So I saw this advertised and I think it's just the start of something bigger. Um, So it's just great to to be involved.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And Claire, do you have any? Yeah. So from
3: my perspective, I was particularly thinking about it from a leadership level and looking to um, develop leadership skills in a different environment to what I'm used to in my clinical role. So that's been a great opportunity to do that.
0: And remind me of the clinical role
3: uh so i'm a team lead as an occupational therapist for an early supported discharge team
0: okay thank you and esther yeah i
3: echo what claire said really it's an
6: opportunity to lead in a different way so to develop your leadership skills in a new situation rather than more that clinical supervision and more small projects around developing your own service it's an opportunity to think a bit bigger Mm-hmm. a bit more broadly So lots
0: of big picture stuff lots yeah. of integration lots of learning it's fantastic to hear um
1: who hasn't been yet scott yeah, I think um, li- linking it back to the projects we've been focusing on over the past six months are all about workforce supply for health professions. As I know, nursing and midwifery and also medicine to some degree get a lot of uh, attention in the media about uh, workforce shortages. So we've been coming together to try and help with that um, for our system and our organizations and our patients ultimately, um, and coming together and working on that is the only way we're really going to solve that through MD, MDT working, really working together um, to solve our problems because we've got lots of lots of similarities as professionals but we've also got unique differences so understanding those uh, as, as both individuals and professionals helps us solve those all together. Okay and Mary just to finish up on this one.
5: Well I think it's very similar to what other people have said, it just seemed like a fantastic opportunity to be part of something much bigger going on across the region, to represent a whole group of different AHP professionals. Um, So not just only opportunity for me to grow and progress myself, but to do something that would really float my boat. I'm really interested in helping others develop. So the opportunity to look at what the issues are in order to help the whole system improve really motivated me.
0: Okay well this sounds amazing because the next question I've got for you is to tell really as about the support worker leadership project because with all that motivation going on I'd love to hear who'd like to go first on that.
3: I can go with that Robin so okay. um, we've got nine lead support workers from across BSW that have come together to work collaboratively on a project and they're all full of lots of passion and enthusiasm to make change and really be the voice for their peers, um, looking at sort of training development opportunities and ultimately uh, looking at the AHP support work framework and how we can embed that within organisations and across the system.
1: Wow, okay, very good. Anyone else want to add to that? I think um, we've had quite a unique approach to uh, rolling out the support worker framework. So Health Education England launched this framework uh, a little while ago now and uh, one of the projects that um, that we've been working on is rolling that out for all our organizations, but we felt that the support workers were the best people to do that, um, so that's why we we have um, recruited some lead support workers for the first time in any of our organizations and brought them together into one central place where they can bring their unique professional identity knowledge, but also their organizational knowledge, making sure that we've been inclusive of social care, mental health, acute, primary and secondary care organisations and partners to really try and roll this out in a sustainable way that's meaningful for the support workers, instead of having just them being dictated to about what the framework should mean for them. We've really supported them and given them the skills on how to understand it um, and uh, give us the information we need to roll that out in a successful way too, so much more of a partnership, much more collaborative and giving them the leadership opportunity they've never had. Okay,
0: it sounds amazing. So Esther,
1: I mean, just to say to follow on
0: from that, I mean, in terms of your team, you're clearly quite a tight team, and you work well together. And you're reflecting that outwardly as well. Give me give me a little more if you can on on the uh, support worker leadership project. Is there anything else you want to add?
6: Um, I think lots of us have shared how far it's opened our eyes to how disempowered people uh, support workers have felt in their roles and it's been a nice opportunity to try and draw some of that out of people and demonstrate their value and their contributions
0: okay i'm seeing lots of nodding you can't see that on a podcast but this is really good sue tell me you're, you were nodding tell me what you're hearing and chimes with you
2: yeah, I think it's just that leadership at every level. And often you don't get the opportunity to do that. If you're in a really busy clinical environment, you're just dictated to this is what you're doing today. or You know, you don't make those decisions or, or are often asked or have that input. So it's really nice to be able to have the opportunity to do so. And I, I think our spot workers are really feeling that.
0: Okay and someone who hasn't spoken on this topic I just want to move on a little bit but about what have you learned about the leadership experience sort of as part of what you've just been talking about someone who hasn't perhaps answered that last question directly Gemma
4: um just, I suppose just thinking from a, a leadership from a perspective of of support work is it's actually great to um to see them have the opportunity to to take leadership and and have autonomy and and be liberated to 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 make decisions in in projects that are really really important to them, and you know on the on the back of doing this um, project, I've actually um, um, had support workers in my my team in my my own organisation for the first time, as seeing that the value that support workers can bring to to organisations and services.
0: Mm-hmm. But a lot about empowerment, I think, yeah, and giving them a chance of leading as well, effectively. Absolutely. Yes, Scott.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just to build on that, I, th- I think it's about they, they have so much potential that we've helped them realise. Um, and the only way you realise, help them realise that is by giving them the opportunity. And often um, that has to come with some mistakes and some failures. And they have never been in that space before. Um, so we've been able to give them that supported environment for the skills that they haven't been able to really use before with the leadership and allowed to make a mistake and grow from that as, as individuals. Yeah, and Mary, what about the word opportunity? I really liked that in what Scott said. Is there
0: anything about opportunity that kind of hits with you?
5: Absolutely. I think we often miss when we're busy in our clinical practice the opportunity to stop and really listen to things from the perspective of a support, the support workers. They have so much to contribute. We've seen that in how they've developed in the team and how they've taken on responsibility and come up with amazing work but if we don't really listen to them and their frustrations we're actually dismissing them and saying inadvertently that they don't matter and they're not important and they are a huge part of our workforce and we really need to uh, promote their development and give them every opportunity to grow if we don't hear those frustrations we're not really doing our jobs properly as leaders um so that's something i'll take away as being key in my leadership going on after the faculty work finishes
0: okay and what do you think's pulled and again this can go to esther perhaps if you'd like to answer this one or claire um what do you think has pulled you together as a team as a faculty team because that's clearly intrinsic to the success of what you're doing. Do
3: you I think. To- um, yeah, thanks, Esther. I think it's definitely something about us all being in this journey together and starting off afresh together, um, having enthusiasm between us and a shared purpose and wanting to change, and maybe not knowing exactly what that endpoint is, but being able to um, sort of have influence on that endpoint together and co-produce and co-create this together.
0: Okay, very great. And how long have you all been together as a team, actually, Esther? What, what, how long? Um, are you-
6: Since January, and I think everybody's used this word unique, this is a unique um, experience for us, but I think part of that is the fact that we're all new so usually when you start a new job some people have been there a while some people have been there a short while and then you have that sense of newness but we all came in at the same point which gave us all a blank page to start with and then I think that's what helped with this shared ambition and this joint focus because we're starting and ending at the same point so there wasn't any of that you know this is how it's always been done you weren't upsetting the status quo And that combined with the fact that when we were um, employed for this role, there was already this inclusive um, sort of let's get lots of new blood and lots of new ideas in. I think that's what's really set the tone for the project.
1: Okay, and Scott, do you want to add something? Yeah, totally. I I think that... um not having any of those legacy problems that those historical issues that people bring when you've been in, a, in an organization for a long time there's always history about someone made a decision then or here's something that happened then that means we can't go down this road I mean that we all had fresh opportunity to bring new ideas and not fall into just more of the same so when it came to our ideas for our workforce supply projects we could properly come at it from a fresh perspective from ground zero again instead of having you know someone's hand over to pick up and that clouding your creativity and judgment so it's Mm -hmm. definitely something i think we'd all recommend that our colleagues throughout um the southwest and and beyond try and adapt when they come to towards projects is, is trying to do something different come at it from a different angle
0: okay and do you think sue or if you'd like to take this one about silos well the question was what stops you as a group becoming a silo in yourselves could you help me with that
2: and I think the fact that we've all come together from different organisations and ultimately we will go back to those organisations. So we're you know, we a wide representative across BSW to spread the word and spread our enthusiasm and just our knowledge base that we've got. We're all working on our individual projects, but because we meet quite regularly and we work as a group, I know lots about the project that Gemma's working on, for example. I wouldn't have had that knowledge and I can share that. So we're, we've not got our narrow focus. We've got a much wider vision of various different workforce issues across the region that then we can help um, spread the word if you like.
0: Great okay and just to sort of wrap up really on this is there anything anyone wants to say that would be the the key learning thing that you might want to share with anybody else out there? Scott said a few things anything else that you'd love to sort of put in here and say this is what makes it work this this is something to share. Claire?
3: I think um, a huge sort of core theme that's um run through the whole project for us is really valuing diversity and being inclusive in our approach and that relates back to the site you know how we avoid being a silo and i think that that can only help with integration and really represent the workforce that we're here to represent Um, so sort of i suppose a key message is to uh, always remember about being inclusive and valuing diversity
0: Mm. Mm. it sounds very much that you've got a very 360 approach your doors are open to each other and also to outside, which sounds really, you know, very healthy and and amazing. And you're all smiling a lot, which I can see, um, which is is also good as well. Um, But listen, thank you very, very much for, for obviously working with me during our COG training programme. And I hope you've got something out of that. And I certainly feel that what you've come up with, with your interviews today has been really inspiring and I hope inspires lots of others as well uh, to learn from your experience as well. So thank you so much, Bristol, BSW, sorry, BSW AHP faculty, I've appreciated your time and thank you for today.
2: Thanks Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.